0: Hello, everybody. Joe Sib here with Rad Parenting and my co-host. Anaya Bogue. We are hanging out. Summertime is officially, it's it's past 4th of July, how I can't believe that, and we are slowly just rolling through the summer. Does it feel like it goes faster each year for you?
1: I don't that I would say that. I think it just always generally goes fast.
0: It goes so fast you're always for me. packing
1: so much in in the summer and you're not on schedule and yeah, no, it definitely whizzes by. Every I day.
0: think it's going faster for me because I'm about to turn 5-0. Yes, you are. I'm staring at it. It's very exciting. Are you going to come to my birthday party? Hell,
1: yes, of course. Yeah.
0: It's going to be exciting. I don't know what's being planned but it feels like it's going to be super exciting. Nice. 5-0. 5-0. I'm, you know what it is? I, my whole theory is when people are like, well, first of all, my best friend told me." Uh, who turned 50 in April, I said, hey, any advice? He goes, start telling people you're 50 as soon as possible. Huh. Because he says the first time that someone asks you, "Hey man, how old are you?" and you go fifty, you're like, like it, it kind of right, jerks like a gut you. Punch. Yeah, a little bit. Interesting. Um, but I'm I'm not tripping on that, so I've already been, I've been telling people like when I turned forty, I was fifty because I know that that they'd go, "Man, you look great." I, I
1: was gonna say that is kind of the benefit. It's so weird that women tend to want to lie about their age. You're like, no, like go for the I'm older than I actually am. I and people are like, you look incredible.
0: Yeah, so I've been doing that. So I think when I turn fifty, I'm gonna tell people I just turned sixty-five. Wow. And they're going to be like, man, you look awesome. Uh, but the thing is, my theory is this, and for uh, any, uh, any parents out there that are going to be looking at 50, my birthday's August 2nd too. So I don't know how close this will air to my birthday, but uh, if you want to you know, send gifts or whatever, <laughs> you know, I, I like light beer and I like whiskey. Uh, what I was going to say was, my whole theory is I'm not telling people that I'm turning 50. You ready for this? Hmm. I'm taking 50. Nice, yeah. Joe. Not afraid of 5-0. Excellent. What's up? Look it's Nox-
1: square in the eyes. Square in the eyes. Bring
0: it. What's up? You want to come into this house? Then you better be cool. What's up? <laughs> Bring your stuff in. Bring your 50 year old readers and your colonoscopy <laughs> appointments. Oh, my God. And your memory loss, bring it all in, bro. Let's start hanging. <laughs> that's that's my whole theory. That's my whole theory. Hey, I want to remind all of you guys uh, over the last couple of months, we've been getting so many great reviews on iTunes, and I'm going to push it out there one more time. Uh, I won't. It won't be one more time. It will be continuously all the time. Uh, just keep those reviews coming in. And Anae and I read all of them, and... Uh, it's, it's awesome. So the more uh, that those reviews go up, the more eyeballs and the more placement that we get on iTunes, which gets people to check out the show and grow our community of all of our friends out there. Uh, also, if you have any questions about any of the shows and you want to hit us up, you can always hit us up at radparenting at or you can also text us the word parenting to 313131, and what I like about that is I, uh, each and every week, will send you the show It comes right into your phone and you can just listen to it right there. You don't have to go to iTunes. You don't have to go to our website. You just get the show sent right to you. And plus, when we talk about going out on the road and doing the show live, which it looks like we're gonna be doing that um, at a certain point, I'll also be doing some touring um, I got a bunch of stand-up shows uh, in Seattle, Portland, and Salem. That'll be going on in September. October, I'm going on the Vans Warped Tour Cruise. So nice. that'll be super cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm also coming to Chicago. And then in November, I'll be going on the East Coast. So you'll get all those dates. And you can come to the show if you're a Rad Parenting fan. You get into the show for free. What do you think about that? Just giving away tickets you're right just now. so generous. There though. you go. There you go. And Anea will um, also hit you up with all of her speaking engagements. So that's all the business end right there. A lot of... A lot of me communicating, which kind of ties into our show today. It does. You know what? Ooh. It doesn't kind of. Nice is, segue. Yeah, it is all about communication. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was an experience recently. Uh, I was with one of my best friends, and Nate and I, we were, it was like water skiing. We went up lake. We're hanging out, early summer trip. And after the trip, uh, my friend said to me, man, I really love the way you and Nate communicate to each other. Which the first thing was, I was like, wasn't I yelling at him about <laughs> like You know how you, you know how go, What's you know, and, and it made me feel well because he was like, no, man, the way you guys talk to each other, and, and I heard him talking about some you know, stuff that, you know, just some important things going on in his life, and you, know, you were really listening to him and going back and forth, and he says, wow, I, I really hope that I can have that type of communication with my kids when they become 13. Nice. And then he asked me, how, how have you done that? And that's today's show, is that you and I were talking about this today, about the foundation of having that communication with your teen mm-hmm. really begins from the moment that you have this little person in your life.
1: Ideally. Yep.
0: And, exactly. And what we kind of wanted to walk everyone through is our personal experiences of building that foundation. Uh, with, with our children, you're, you're in the midst of about to have another teenager. I have two teenagers and you also have a, a, you know daughter that's I'm about to be 21. 21. Oh my gosh. I know. What's her party going to be like?
1: Uh, amazing. Cause <laughs> I'm doing it, but she doesn't like to be the center of attention. So she keeps trying to like, just be like, okay, mom, just don't tell me about it. Just do what you're doing. And anyway, we'll just have it
0: go goes. on. But uh, anyway, that'll be a special episode. Throwing your daughter's 21st birthday yeah. party. But let's start from the beginning and with building this foundation of communication, which we all, I really do believe, take for granted. Like I just assumed when I was going to become a parent that I would have great communication with both of my kids, which, you know, I'll be honest, it it took so much work and I'm not going to lie. There's been times where I'm not communicating with them. Yeah. So I'm going to hand it over to you.
1: Yeah. And, and, And I think we've, I mean, we've done a previous show talking about like sometimes the communication can go sideways when there's supercharged moments. Um, Well, first and foremost, I think it's important to say, because a lot of people don't realize this, as much as I've talked about, you know, as human beings go through their adolescent years, they go through this process called individuation, which is really becoming their individual self, figuring out what they want that to look like, who they want to be in the world, and really sort of distance, beginning to distance themselves from their family temporarily, let me remind everyone, temporarily as part of this natural process. All that being said, research tells us that teens really want to be able to communicate with their parents. So as much as we're thinking like, they just want to be with their friends and they just, you know, the reality is they're not stupid. They do understand that they're peers don't know everything, and they're also sort of like out there in the wind just trying to figure it out as they go. So while there's certain comfort in sharing the experience of like, I don't know, do you know? I don't know, do you know? Like, And and this is hard, or this is scary, or this is emotional roller rollercoaster, whatever, they really want to have that safety net and that anchor of being able to go back to the people who have hopefully demonstrated unconditional love from the time they were itty bitty. And so it's important, I think, for us to know that that it is a thing that can be, especially because our kids want it, but then we need to do our part.
0: On the previous show, Communication Breakdown, that we started to talk about this particular topic, I felt that we kind of gave the guidelines of how to have that healthy relationship with um, the beginnings of communication. The thing that I'm gonna throw out on the table right now that I've realized is how do you deal with your son or daughter in, in their teens mm-hmm. you're having the communication and this is where I see a lot of it go you know off the tracks mm-hmm. is when they tell you something you don't that you don't want to hear uh, yeah <laughs> hey check it out uh, yeah I'm hanging out with people who smoke weed Hey I'm hanging out with people that might be drinking Hey this happened at a party mm-hmm. Wow didn't know you were at that party Hey mom dad I want to talk to you about this right. those type of situations I feel are where uh, the parent, that goes sideways on them. That reaction happens, and then the communication is is broken. It's it, there is no more communication between the parent and the child anymore. In your work with all the parents that you deal with, mm-hmm. you're out there in you know in the world dealing with so many different families. What's what's that vibe like right now?
1: Uh, You mean in terms of, I just want to make sure that I understand your question, like the idea that, you know, what what does a parent do when their kid tells them something that they're I'm
0: just, I'm I'm looking for examples of of other parents that are in the same boat as so many of our listeners, that they're just trying to figure it out. And I'll throw this in there to this question, technology, cell phones, internet, teenager.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges as a parent right now, and then I kind of want to take it back to the beginning, but is that we are dealing with a... A realm that, for most of us that are currently parents of teens, um, is, is, is new to us. In, in, and not to say that you know every you know most parents today are not on social media of some form, but we do, what we don't know is what would it have been like for us to go through the various challenges of adolescence. With social media as part of that experience, which puts everything on stage.
0: So that's a great way to put it everything on stage because they're everything that a young person does now can be documented that mistake, what they said, they're at the party and now it's on stage for everyone to see forever. I couldn't imagine that happening to me.
1: Yeah. So that means all the the mistakes, all the mistakes you made. I did a
0: stage dive once at a party. Uh, naked, like off of a piano. There was no did. stage there. Yeah, there, you, do, you <laughs> know what I'm Like, if that video was floating around when I was 15, that would be such a bummer. Yes. Right now, so many listeners saw that visual and they're yeah, like, They're wow. like, oh, wow. Why did you jump off of the piano? Right. Seemed like the right Seemed thing like to do. Seemed
1: like the right thing to do, <laughs> as it often does. These things that teens do that are strange. Okay, so let, let's just take this back for a second because I really want to. I want people's brains to be able to follow this this sort of little journey we're going on. So first and foremost, we have to remember, these are things I've said in previous shows, that the number one thing I think that sets parents off on the wrong track is that they forget that they are dealing with a whole separate human being. Your child is not an extension of you. That is really, really important to know. And as much as sometimes that can be hard to swallow, and I've shared my own experience of like, whoa, like this person grew in my body, of my body, and she's a whole separate being with her own thoughts and feelings and yada, yada. And that really being like a wow moment, um, it's a fact. And the, the good news about that is that we have to remember to not take things personally and assume that everything that our kid does is because of something we did or didn't do. But most of the time, it is the child figuring out their own way in the world. How does this feel? How does that feel? And their set of what they like and don't like is going to be their own. Some of it's going to be reflective of the things you've exposed them to. And some of it is going to be like, wow, where did that come from? Because they're also interacting with a whole bunch of other human beings out in the world. So that's the first thing is remember that they are not extensions of you. That will help you to not take it personally and to keep your ego out of the mix. The other thing that came to mind when you were just saying about, you know, the, the teens and, and how they handle themselves on social media, I think what we do also really need to be aware of is that communication skills are so imperative. They may be like one of, in my opinion, like top three skills to have in whatever you do in life, whether it's your professional career, your personal interactions, and one of the most pa- impactful ways or powerful ways that we can teach our children is by modeling and the most immediate way we can model that is the way that we interact with them. So that's really where I want to take it down to and why what we're saying is in order to have a solid, healthy communication with your child when he or she enters adolescence, when they're going to be out and going out into the world more on their own and experimenting in a variety of ways, you want them to be able to come back and communicate with you. um, And you want them to feel like they can communicate to you because remember they want that. So from the time they're itty-bitty, and I know that you, Joe, and Karen, you, you, you and Karen did um, uh, a lot of like sort of some parenting um, learning around, what is that model that you use that was like all about like really seeing your child as a human being yeah, like, in I their mean, own right?
0: Ba- basically, uh, in Los Angeles, we took a, we took this, this class with other parents that really allowed, which was super cool, and I recommend it to anyone listening. I, I, it was something I thought I would never, ever do, like host- some host a class like that at our house mm-hmm. but but the thing that was the the thing that was super cool about it and was and you know we had researched a lot of different classes of of parenting ideas and thoughts which all of our listeners can do in your community you can you can suss that out you can find like we we went with a group that was called uh parents for nonviolent communication mm-hmm. uh and and I always didn't like the um even the founder of it didn't like. The title of it because it was like non-violent like whoa right. this was this <laughs> where, is, where
1: do we bring violence in yeah this
0: is super this is super gnarly like yeah. I'm like I just want to learn how to you know be cool dad yeah but the thing that was cool is we learned a lot of ways that you would speak uh to your ch- to your children and it was all about you know there's the there's the jackal that's very like ah like you know just aggressive and mm-hmm. then and then there's the giraffe and it was all about how you are going to approach uh, your communication with your child, and, it, and, it, and it, I mean, I'm I'm mean, being totally transparent, man. It changed Karen and I's relationship. And the fact that
1: you know, like you remember, like those terms. Oh my gosh, speaks to how yeah, because it must yeah,
0: have been. because Karen would be like, you're acting like a jackal, and I'm like, well, sometimes I can't be the giraffe, you know, because the giraffe has the biggest heart. And it was all about empathy, nice, and and really learning. Um, Learning how to empathize with your child, and I know some people might be listening, like, "Oh gosh, enough, you know, with this empathy." And it, you know, it was tough when I was a kid. It's supposed to be tough for your own kid. I so much was from that school before I really actually had children and mm-hmm. realized I just wanted the circle of BS to stop. Yeah, you know, like why, you know, what, why not have some empathy and right. and listen and be able to understand how this little mind's working. Yes, and, and I'll tell you. That goes back to my friend saying to me, wow, man, you and Nate really have great communication. And that was because I put in the time. Right, I got to say that, and right I would now. say
1: you put yeah, so you put in the time to actually building it, so your own well, learning around I, communication skills. Not
0: to interrupt you, I had to put the time in on myself. That's right, because yes. I, I once again It always I, starts. And I got to say this: I love that you guys always quote parenting toolbox. <laughs> have you read those? When yes. When people say, Joe, your parenting toolbox, but it's true. My parenting toolbox didn't really have those tools in there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it didn't have those how, tools. In how? There.
1: How could how exactly could it? Mm-hmm.
0: my parents? We're parenting from a different time. Yep. they are p- parenting from a different era. My dad, you know that. He said that to us a million times. Oh my gosh. The parenting that you do now is amazing. I wish I could do it all over right. again because of the tools that you guys have now. We didn't have those. Yep. Uh, with all that said, I had to do the work on myself first, which I highly suggest to everyone. I know, I, know I, I, just, I wasn't a therapy dude. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago on a show, but now I love it. You know, family therapy is awesome too. Mm-hmm. You go in there, you talk, everyone gets everything on the table. I call it cleaning the garage of your family. It's I love it. A, and I love a nice clean garage. And once it's clean, it takes a while to get it messy again. So that's the good news. Yes. With all of that said, when we're talking about communication, I, I agree with you a hundred percent that it starts at such a young age, um, building that trust. Can you go a little bit into that? Because I know yeah. some parents are listening and and you know it's it's a lot of monitoring going on. How do you? That's what I going to throw out to you right yeah. now. How do you feel about? The monitoring, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not guilty of it. I make a joke on stage about it. You know, when my daughter got her cell phone, I said, yeah, you can have a cell phone, but every text you get's coming through my phone. That's just, right. that's the way it's going to roll. A lot of parents thought that was too much. I mm-hmm. got a lot of, I got a lot of slack from people mm-hmm. on that. Like, how dare you monitor?
1: Was it, how old was she when she got the phone?
0: Uh, she was 11, okay. 11, 12. I monitored and- all the way up until... Uh, her f- like freshman year and she was
1: aware that you were doing oh absolutely.
0: That. Yeah. the deal yeah. was I pay for it, I get yeah. all the texts
1: okay so uh, yeah, I have some pretty big big thoughts on that and
0: that was up until that was up until I would say eighth grade, yeah, and then when she rolled into high school, we I honestly we had built a trust that I was yes. like you now you have shown me that you are capable of having this tool of technology and I trust you. And she said, great. And And to be honest with you, I probably stopped following the text because I'll be honest with you is, 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 because I've had other parents come up to me and go, man, what a great dad. I love that you did that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, until you're getting 300 texts a day. Yes. And it's like little things <laughs> like, like emojis. I didn't know what an emo... I used to joke around. I didn't know what these emojis were, uh, these peace what, signs. Is code? Yeah, it, uh, that was the other thing. <laughs> like, I felt like I was in beautiful mind. I was like, all right, what does a cake and a smiley face <laughs> and a pair of boots mean? Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah. So, uh okay. So, Let's talk
0: about that first. Okay,
1: so I think that in general, and it's something that we can apply, I think it's a good rule of thumb and sort of the way that we interact as human beings is trust is something, I mean, when we different people have different approaches to trust. I would say that if there were two uh, sort of, uh, two different approaches to trust, one is I tend to be a person who trusts first and then if you blow it, then it's gonna be really hard to earn it back and then there's other people who are like, you need to earn my trust. I don't think that there's anything wrong with teaching our children Um, And sort of giving them a, it's almost like, you know, when you, when you learn to drive, you know, first you get a learner's permit and you must drive with an experienced driver and demonstrate ultimately to a trained professional that you are capable, that you have taken in, you understand the rules of the road and the guidelines, and you know how to implement them so you keep yourself safe and the others on the road, right? Go ahead, Joseph, with his hand up.
0: I got to give a shout out to our sponsors really quick right now. Okay. We're going to take a five-second break. You're listening to Rad Parenting. We're talking about communication. We're going to be right back after this. Rad Parenting, Joseph here, Anae and Bo. We're talking about communication, how you build the foundation from the early years so that when the teen years show up, you're in. You're talking to the – I say this, a. I say the communication with your kids is like having communication with the aliens.
1: Uh, Interesting. Did you want to expand on that? I
0: think I said it once before on one of our shows, but what I mean is is that if you build that communication with them and you're actually, imagine if you could talk to the aliens and then the aliens said, look, I'm going to tell you everything that's going on and I'm going to communicate solely with you. But if you blow it, I will never talk. Any, I will not tell you truth anymore, mm-hmm. you would be like, I ain't gonna blow it. Yes. So where I am with building this communication with your children, once again, I said it earlier, when you hear things that you don't want to hear and if they're truly being honest with you, mm-hmm. Trust me, everyone, and Anaya, you can back me up on this. You are going to hear things that you literally have to squeeze whatever is near you to get through the rest of the conversation. Maybe even go out into your car and say, "I got to take a little. I have to go to this store really quick." And you're just like, "What the hell did she just say yeah, to me?" Sure. So that you can keep the communication. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. So uh, wow.
0: When we when we took the break, we were uh, we were talking the analogy
1: about, of driving, right? Yeah, the analogy so, of driving. so I think what is important, and to speak to like your your decision with with your daughter in terms of like, okay, so you're 11, but some parents reckoning that would be an early time to get a phone, um, and others, they're like, no, I mean, I wanna know that this kid can communicate with me when she, Yeah, she had you know, started whatever. sixth
0: grade, she was at a new school, right. I wanna know where she's exactly. at.
1: exactly, yep, done it, been there, done it. So um, I think that there is great value anytime that we're helping our kids um, go out into the world without us being with them 24-7, which we cannot be, and giving them opportunities to um, practice using, uh, say, something like a phone. It happens ultimately when they're driving or whatever, because that is how they are going to learn. And the monitoring to me, I see as a, this is me, like your coach on the sidelines. And what I'm looking for is, is for you to demonstrate, just like how many times do you walk your kid across the road, right? At that When they get to that age where you're like, okay, pretty soon, you know, he or she wants to be able to walk to school on their own or whatever. Well, what, what are you going to do first? Multiple times before you let them go on their own, you're going to say, okay, so this is what you look for. You check both ways, look at what the, the light is saying, whatever blah, blah, blah. And then you have a sense of when they are ready to do it on their own. And so I think that you just did that that very thing uh, with regard to your daughter's phone. Now, in terms of how that connects to the bigger question of The bigger question of
0: trust and communication. Yes.
1: So- When our children are young, it is important and and they're going to have, as we know, children as they're experiencing new things in the world are going to have different things that they come back and share with us. So what what a a child who went to daycare for the day is going to come home and tell us is going to be different than our 10-year-old or a 14-year-old or whatever. The key thing is... They have all of this information that they're getting from outside in the world and they want to know that they have a safe place to come back to and say, oh, you know, this happened or that happened or... And and a good rule of thumb is to practice when they're young saying, huh, how did you feel about that? What was that like for you? Basic questions that are going to teach them to explore that experience more internally and then see what it feels like to share their thoughts and feelings around that experience with you. And the key thing to, right from the beginning is to set a tone of when I talk to my parent or my caregiver or whatever, this person helps me feel safe. I don't feel judged. I don't I feel gonna shame. I just going to say, no judge,
0: no shaming. That's
1: right. Because just, here's what I always do. And I would offer this to parents listening. Communication is something that every human being does, regardless of our age. So if you can imagine your own personal interactions on the day-to-day, whether they're close friendships, they're familial, they're professional, think about what you need to feel like you can be authentic, that you can be open, that you can really share your thoughts and feelings, whether it's for the purpose of working through something or it's the purpose of trying to like brainstorm something with another person or solve a problem or whatever. If the person that you're communicating with has a big reaction of judgment or shame or anger or any of those things, you are going to be like, huh, this is not a safe place for me to continue to communicate openly. I need to either take it somewhere else or keep it inside.
0: When you break it down like that, it's so easy to understand. I love what you just said for our parents to hear. It's, it's such an easy couple of phrases. You're hearing something that you might not really want to hear. Huh, how, how did that make you feel? Yes. You know, in your head is racing a million miles an hour, but it's so important uh, that you do this early on. Uh, because if you want to have that communication with your teenager, it starts when they're five or six, and it starts out with "This happened today at school, and I felt this way about, or you know, this yep. this situation happened." And at that point, it's it's something that's not monumental. Yes. So that when you do have the conversation uh, when they're fifteen, and it is something that's monumental, and it, I'm telling you, it is so easy to jump in. And I've had my daughter say this to me. I've had son, my son say this to me because I I cannot say like I'm perfect with it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had the dad. I don't need this to be a life lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, this is what happened and not, and then I've heard, oh, that's why I don't want to tell you anything. And then right. what ends up happening and I can't stand this is then all of a sudden I always feel that when I blow it like that, the communication, I have to rebuild the trust again. Yep. As when they were younger, it was quicker when they're older. It, it, you're looking at like two to three weeks of it's gotta be cool. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Hey, can I ask you something, dad? And you know, it's coming and then you handle it appropriately and you can get you can get through it. I had a, I had a moment just this last week where uh, Karen and Nate they went on a trip together. So I was with my 15 year old, and we were together for you know just it was seven days, just mm-hmm. her and I, and it was great because what I've realized now, and it goes back to what you what you what I've learned from you and Nia is you know. My daughter now is she's she's about she's about to be a woman you know mm-hmm. she is and she's who she is and she has her ideas and thoughts and obviously we're talking about college and we're talking about where she might want to go and 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 I'm really just I've been able to get to a place in my life where I where I no longer look at her as this little little teeny girl that was used to play with her American girl doll and used to you know climb on me and want to wrestle and and all that. And and, and as much as I've missed, I, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that I miss it. I've also just let go of that kind of, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like where you're attached to something of the past, like where you get all misty-eyed. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I've allowed myself to go. You know what? We had a great run. Like that was great when she was little, and now now she's a woman, and we're sitting on the train to go to San Diego together, and she's going to tell me all of her thoughts and ideas, and some of them, yeah, I'm, you know, I'll be, you know, they're a little, they're a little out there. But what I've what I've been able to really work on and try to, and and I I, I hope I can share this with everyone listening is that as soon as I let go of that little teeny girl, and oh, God, I wish she was so small. I let go of that, and just now she's a woman. It's really changed our relationship, and I, I get so much from her as a 15-year-old and so many really tr- the true core of who she is. It really allows me to be on board with what she's doing opposed to being the, the, the police officer that right. I was in those earlier years. And you know? forcing
1: her to follow your agenda. Look, there's nothing more, and if if everybody listening just pauses and applies this to themselves, as individuals, I believe that there is nothing that we want more than to be able to be seen and to be able to be fully ourselves. And if our children can't do that or be that with their own family, imagine how terrifying it must be to move through the world because they have to anticipate then, well, if my own family doesn't make me feel like I'm seen and I'm loved unconditionally and I can, you know, hit bumps in the road and, and get my, pull myself back up and, and so on and so forth, How, what should I expect from the outside world? And it's that fear that will start to shut our children down or have them go to people that don't have their same best interest in, in mind. Um, and I think the mistake that we make is that of course we love our children so much. We, in our generation, I believe are sort of this bridge generation where, as you said earlier, we, have parents who just didn't have the tools this idea of you know children are meant to be seen and not heard was still very much in play in our in our parents generation and i think that they've tried to expand that and it's now our job to say really our objective as parents is to help our children become whole human beings and, um, and part of that is keeping these open lines of communication, helping them feel seen, giving them safe space to communicate with us from the time they're little so that they will continue to do so when they're really starting to deal with the challenging stuff.
0: Absolutely. And, and th- what I will say, two points I got to make really quick is when I say allowing my daughter who's 15 to become that woman, it's also, you know, I'm not above... Hey, when we you know the other night she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm rolling out" and it was like 9:30 at night and I was like, "No, you're not." And she's like, "Yeah, but we got home late and I'm going to go see my friend." I go, "No, whoa, whoa, whoa." You know, "No, no, you're you're staying home," you know, like I'm still there yes. and and of like, hey, I want you to spread your wings and I want you to be able to be the person that you are, but we're not rolling out at 10 o'clock at night now. Which
1: they also want. Yeah. Let me say again, well, which they also want. I have I have worked with young people and I have worked with adults who as young people did not have any boundaries or did... I mean, let me tell you this. As much as you would have a teenager say, I just want to be able to do what I want when I want to do it, I immediately tell those people, those, those kids when I'm working with them, I know of kids that don't have anybody that are is watching out for where they are that knows if they don't come home by a certain time and it is terrifying and they feel alone in the world. Trust me, you don't want that. And when it really comes down to it, they want to have a certain amount of freedom to figure out who they are and be out in the world and trying different versions of themselves on, but know that they have that safe place to come back to and part of the safe place experience is when I want to share an experience or I want to go to somebody that I trust that I know that loves me, that I can do that without being judged, without being shamed, without having you know horrendous you know punitive measures. And I think that it, one of the biggest mistakes that I see parents make is parenting from a place of fear and they start putting on tons of restrictions that only ha- end up doing one thing, pushing their kids further away and ultimately doing the thing that they are desiring to do, but in a much less safe way.
0: And for everyone that just said to themselves oh wow I've done that I have parented from a place of fear I'll tell you right now I have if there was a shirt that said the word fear on it I own it it's in my dresser I have totally parented from a place of fear because let's I. face it as you know anea we both this is your first time through you know you're, you're rolling through You're for the first time being a parent you're trying to figure it all out you know what and it is scary it, and, and if you if you go down the rabbit hole of parenting you won't come back out of it it's so scary you start thinking of the world the world we live in and what's going on here you start reading headlines you can get so scared so don't feel bad about that what, what this whole episode really wanted to get out on the table is it's just like anything else put the effort in early hmm Think of it as baby steps. Mm-hmm. Don't save it all for this magical moment when your son or daughter's 13 and you're gonna have these deep felt conversations. They don't exist. It yeah. does, it's not a movie. I wish I could tell you guys it is. It's not. It, the moments that you're gonna have these heartfelt conversations, I'm telling you, you'll remember me saying this, they come at the strangest moments and that in places and at times of day and in, and in and just the strangest places where the most tough questions. You least
1: expect it and it comes right upside the head and you have to think on your feet.
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about masturbation in the seventh inning at Pac Bell Park yes. watching the Giants play. <laughs> wow. With 30,000 other people. Yep, that's Awesome. When we, yeah. That's where we're going to have that yeah. conversation. And okay. I think, and I
1: think it's also really important <laughs> to say, because we've said a lot how important it is to do it from the time they're young and it is, but to your, like when you were telling the story earlier about, you know, then it'll take, you know, you'll blow it and then it'll take two or three weeks or whatever to come back from that. Let me just say that whether you are a parent that has, you know, a kid that's already, you know, a tween or into their teenage years and you're like, I totally didn't do that. You know, what do I do now? Or if you have been doing it, but you make the mistake, which we all do, the quickest remedy for that is to take responsibility. To just be like, which is also a great communication thing to model is to say to your kid, you know what? I blew that. We say that on the show all the time. Here's what I want to do. I want to be able to help you feel safe and know that you can come to me. I love you. I want you to be safe. I want you to be informed. Um, And I'm really sorry that that came off as judgmental. You know what? Probably me. Probably some of my own stuff in there. That is such an enormous gift to give your child because you are modeling something beautiful in terms of communication and taking responsibility. You are also going to heal that rupture much more quickly. And, and the trust is going to, to come back online much more quickly than if you just like, okay, fingers crossed, they're going to come back in a few weeks when they forget, like, I screwed up. D- don't do that. Don't wait for that.
0: I love it. I love it. Anaya, before we get out of here, just recap really quick. Uh, you can start the communication super, super early from- Start with yourself. Start with yourself. Check in
1: with yourself, practice with your partner or whomever about like, well, let's work on our communication skills. Then the second part is modeling as early as possible.
0: And then can you give the phrase one more time? You're sitting there. I'm going to set it up right now. You're sitting there. Hey, we're having a conversation. Oh my gosh, you just said something that's such a trigger for me. And I really want to sound like my own mom and dad and judge you and shame you. But instead, this is the phrase you use. How does that feel for you? What was that like for you? How did
1: that, you know, what? that's, you just ask them questions. And that buys you time? It buys you time. For your chest not to get tight anymore. (laughs) And they're probably going to give you more information that is going to surprise you and help you realize that there's some bit that you've taught them along the way that they actually ended up incorporating that you never would have gotten to hear had you just lost your mind, you know, after the first sentence when you're like, you did what? Don't do that keep them talking, keep them online, keep them feeling safe and being able to express themselves and, and explore themselves with your guidance.
0: And my two cents to leave you all with, uh, from my own personal experiences, start it earlier. I, I keep saying, put the time in. I know if you're listening to this show, you're already putting the time in. You're, you're, you know, you're a great parent because you're taking the time to listen to this. Uh, m- my only thing would be start early uh, as soon as you can, having those conversations, allowing your child, your son or daughter to talk to you and say things that you might not obviously agree with and that are little triggers for you so that when you are sitting uh, at 15, with your son or daughter, and they're really saying some things. You're like, "I've already, I've, yeah, I got this. Cool, okay, that's the way you feel about it." And building up because anything in this world, and I always say this. Anybody that knows me, I always say anything that means anything in this world, and I only use band analogies. You know, it's everyone had to put in the time where it wasn't fun. That's right. And you had to learn, and it's it's just a muscle like yes. anything else. I, I've learned now with parenting, it's just a muscle. It's no different than with stand up. You get up every day. Yeah, I have to get up on stage every week uh, and, and work that muscle yep. out. And parenting's the same way. If I that's don't right. work the muscle communication, that's when I blow it. Yep. and It I, gets weak. There you go. It gets
1: weak. And I would just say, the, 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 keep this in your back pocket. When in doubt, pause for a moment or take, take a beat. Oh, I got to go check on the laundry. Whatever you need to do and just go, what would I want right now? in terms of communication, if I was sitting and speaking with someone or sharing a vulnerable moment or a vulnerable experience. And let that be your guide because I actually believe that regardless of what our age, as human beings, we all want the same thing. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to have the space to be able to explore and become our truest self. And in order to do that for our children, we have to start early. We have to create clean, solid, healthy, open lines of communication that are void of judgment and shame so that our kids will continue to to talk to us, especially through those difficult teen years.
0: And that their own parenting toolboxes will be filled with such new rad yes. parenting tools. Yes. With that said, my co-host, Anaya, thank you so much, Anea. My
1: pleasure. That was
0: a good one. I think so. That was a good one. Please keep all of your questions uh, coming. I mentioned this at the beginning. You can go to radparenting at gmail.com. Please email us. I love hearing what you guys think about the show and also making suggestions. Uh, you can also send a text, parenting, to 313131. Hey, and if you can write a review on iTunes, that would be so awesome. We would be so stoked if you could do do that. Uh, we are out of here. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. This is Rad Parenting. Late! Late.